Please follow us on Instagram at Masband Podcast. We'd love to hear what you think of the show. Let people know um, what you do, who you are. Yeah, I'll start from there. Yeah. Excellent. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Yamoria Wright. I am an artist. Um, I am an actor, filmmaker, an under filmmaker, I would say. Um, I'm a producer. I'm a writer, director, playwright. Nice. <laughs> I'm truly an, I, yeah, I truly define myself as an artist. Yes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, so... Before, like, all the nitty-gritty important things about your process of creating, um, do you have a guilty pleasure? Hmm. I don't think so. Um, I actually don't. I I thought about that. I'm like, do I have a guilty pleasure? (laughs) Maybe, maybe um, like watching a re- the, my sister has recently got me on uh, the reality show Real Housewives of Potomac. Oh, um, <laughs> oh <you're kidding>. and, <laughs> and I don't, I pride it myself and like, I hold on, give me one second, I need to get some water. <clears throat> I'm gonna reset that. Sorry. All right. Um, I've taken pride in being like, oh, I don't really watch reality TV. You know, I'm like super deep. <laughs> but this show is so good. And the women like they have they have solid career stories. So I don't know what it is about this particular reality series that yeah. um, tickles my fancy, but it does. So I guess that would be my guilty pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. I quite like the Potomac ladies. You do too? Yeah, they're a little bit more refined than the Atlanta. That's ladies. what it is. Yeah, <laughs> the Atlanta ladies. ladies. <laughs> the grand That's what ladies. it is. Yeah, they're a little bit more refined. Awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we're talking about creativity, um, is was there time? Did you always say that you were going to be an all-round artist, as you say, um, as you call yourself, or did you kind of stumble upon one thing and you were like, I actually mm-hmm. like this, and then it kind of went into another. You were like, Oh, let me dive deep. So then you went into mm-hmm. another. Or, um, or has it always been like, no, I love film, I love TV, I'm going to be this, and you've just stuck on the course? Yeah, I, oh, great question. Um, so for me, when I was a little girl, I had imaginary friends, I loved uh, writing, I loved imagining worlds. So I I know that that creativity was always within me. I would say the 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 one aspect i guess of my artistry that took the longest to fully develop or begin to develop is filmmaking because i was actually before i I moved so i moved to new york to go to grad school um and before back in 2013 but before that before i moved i actually and let me know if you get interference and i can hold and i repeat myself um but anyways before i moved i um 
was I had a YouTube channel called Profound Coils and it was it was called Profound Coils the subtitle was where where natural hair meets art and mm-hmm. I would interview people you know internationally and I feature them on Profound Coils on both the blog and sometimes I would do like video interviews or I did like a collab with another natural hair um natural hair vlogger and blogger mm-hmm. so that was really where I began to pick up a camera and build a relationship with the camera in that way other than just like some photos or the home mm-hmm. video camera um but i do think that the, at my core always theater i loved theater growing up i loved mm-hmm. musicals so that kind of thing has always been there but i do believe that i came into the world of screenwriting and the world of film um not until really around 2015 mm-hmm. oh wow Okay, yeah. been five years in the making. Yeah, and then if you want to add the YouTubing, you know, you could you could add another, you know, three years to that. But as far as filmmaking itself, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um. So in in that, um, how did how did your process come about? Are you a planner, and you've got a backup to the backup to the backup, and you've got a hard drive? as well as an external hard drive or or are you sort of the type of person who's like no um the vibe has to be the right type of situation um I go where the inspiration takes me and whatever comes about was the true intention of it so that's what it's going to be Mm -hmm. is it it like that when you're dealing with film and you know I'm guessing it's a little bit different but Uh... artists you know yeah where where do you fall on 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 that spectrum so oh goodness um i love your questions um <laughs> so i am that i first of all i have 50 million drives okay <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I, I actually didn't become that adamant about backing up to the backup to the backup um, mm-hmm. until really until recently because of where I am in the process with Love My Roomie. And it's just, mm-hmm. I, you know, something in my, in my spirit. I am, I'm going to say I definitely lean towards more of a planner. Uh, that's the producer side of me. I, when I'm in producer mode, I'm a machine, but I love, but it's like a creative machine. It's like bubbly and, and and I love it, but like, I'm very much so like boom, 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 schedule calendar. Like you see how I was even, we we finally got to get to this podcast interview, but I was like, okay, calendar, because it's the it's the way that I memorize things, like that I keep my schedule. Even little, if I have like wake up in the middle of the night and I think about something, sometimes I'll just throw it on my calendar for something for me to, to refer to later. So I think yeah. I'm more of a planner when I'm a producer. But see, even I, I would say where I'm the most free spirited artist is writing because my writing can get wild. And I think mm. that that's where my most of my like, ooh, creativity goes. Um, and I get very, uh, and that's my playwriting and my screenwriting. But when it mm-hmm. comes to visuals for film yesterday i was having a a like pre 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 production conversation with someone on a pro- about a new project and i was speaking to him and he's he asked one question i can't exactly tell you what it was it was something based off of um 
about he was asking about location i kid mm-hmm. you not boom it was like a sparklet and i see these visuals for like and i had to get off the phone because we're not filming until next year and i'm still dealing with love my roomie right now so it's like yeah i was like oh my gosh but but that's where i get creative visually and when it comes yeah. to writing yeah that's where i get that's where i'm more of the the looser creative you know <laughs> yeah well i'm Oh, it makes sense, especially in your field, because for things to come out in time, you mm-hmm. kind of have to be very organized. Yes. And like, but then, you know, for it to be like, for it to resonate, you kind of have to be very creative and quite loose with it. Exactly. So yeah, you're, you're, you're a healthy balance. Exactly. Teach us your ways, because <laughs> I'm not with that. <laughs> well, you said, you did something, it was something in the email, and I was like, oh, you're so organized. You're like, no, I'm not. And I cracked up. I was like, well, she knows her <laughs> You know, most people, they would just be like, yeah, stroke my ego. And if they know that they're not, you're like, no, you're wrong. (laughs) No, no false sense of nothing here. Total honesty. I'm a mess. (laughs) Um, So let's talk about um, your actual process of creating. Mm -hmm. And it's different for everyone. But, you know, the whole thing is about process of creating. So, Mm -hmm. um. Is there a series of things that you need to make sure are in place? If we take, you said you um, are a playwright, mm-hmm. um, or is it is and is it similar kind of steps for writing a screenplay, or do you kind mm-hmm. of like switch it up? Um, are there like specific things that you have to make sure you've kind of done? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about that, and maybe you know inspire somebody who, who listens. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to, is it okay if I go by category of the thing? Yeah, sure. Okay. Sure, okay. Sure. So uh, acting, why not? That was my first love creatively, I, I would mean, say. Um, with acting, my process, it depends on the character, of course, and it depends on the role and what I'm doing. I've actually, Greta, I've, I've done a lot of, uh, can I ask you a question real quick? Who is Masuganda? Yeah. So, Masvanda, okay, so Masvanda is my totem. Oh. I'm um, by birth. So, and I'm sure now, so my, in my culture, you get your totem from your father. So, my father is um, Shumba, which is lion. Mm-hmm. So, Masvanda is lioness. Wow. So, yeah, Masvanda has a podcast. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, I was so hyped when like Lion King came out and Beyonce was. You should have seen I the bet. I was like, listen, that's one day's gonna happen. Yes. Nobody knows it. what you're talking about. Shut up. <laughs> Listen. Nala, hello. Yes, yes. Okay, I love it. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Beautiful. So, but yeah, when my approach to acting depends. So what I was going to tell you is I've done more acting this year. How? You say Zoom, I say. I've done, I'm so serious. I've done so much, so much Zoom theater, so much. I've done so much acting this year. Last year doesn't hold a candle to as much acting as I've done as this year. Really? 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 I know. It's been, it's interesting because it's happened so fast and there's also like Mm -hmm. all of these other energies and things happening in the world. So it doesn't, Mm -hmm. um, it's one of those things that I have to check myself to remind myself mm-hmm. of the to be grateful for it and not treat it like oh another zoom thing because mm. you know what i'm saying because i'm still you know I'm, it's still theater and it's just 
you know, mm. adapted. But so for acting, my approach to it is to, I read the script a lot from the time I get it mm -hmm. through even while I'm in the play or if I'm on, if I'm filming something, I'm still reading that script. That script is always living with me. I don't just memorize my lines and put it down. Um, yeah. So I have a, there's a list of 50 questions that I was, that was a tool given to me during grad school. And I still use it as a director. I give it to my actors too. And I answer every, all the backstories. Where were you born? The questions you would ask me, like, what is your guilty pleasure? All that kind of stuff. I ask that of my character. Mm -hmm. And oh. of course, like it should be supportive in the text, but if it's not in the text, then it's in your imagination, you know, or you rediscover yeah. things as you work with other actors. So I really build on that backstory. Um, think about how the person moves through the world, literally in their body. Where do they hold weight? Where did, you know, do they have one shoulder that, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> do they have one shoulder that maybe sinks down a little bit because they, they are always on the computer? Like what kind of person is this? That is my, mm -hmm. I do a psychological and, and, and even anatomical uh, spiritual approach to my acting, uh, to my characters when I'm acting. This thing would mm -hmm. go for if I am um, working, doing any kind of work on someone else's script, whether it is uh, assistant directing or been asked to direct or, or to rewrite, anything is the same. Um, Mm -hmm. So my, yeah, my approach is, my approach is very, I guess, similar between all the, all those fields producing, you know, is very much so that's when we get to the scheduling and the point A to point, you know, A to Z and back again, <laughs> A to Z, yeah. A to Z, um, and yeah. really breaking up those, those chunks. That's, that's less, you know, um, airy and, and artistic in that way, but it, there is an art to it you know mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. so yeah i guess actually in answering that about acting that's truly how i approach things across the board of course directing there are more technical aspects to it as yeah. and and when i'm writing though i'm just pulling it from the muses okay like mm -hmm. i'm just mm -hmm. pulling it from <laughs> unless i've been yeah. giving up even if i'm giving up given a prompt which i was given a lot in grad school you give me the prompt mm -hmm. but the words that come they come and mm -hmm. let me tell you one last thing on this sometimes and more often than not i will hear characters speak or i'll just hear lines or the poetry of something and i have to write it down i don't know who says it i don't know if it's going to make it to the end product but i just hear it i i hear yeah. i literally in my head, hear the dialogue or monologues. Wow. Yeah. So once I open, sometimes I haven't opened, you know, the can of worms. I haven't started a project. So it, just, mm -hmm. it depends. But let me tell you, there are there are times. Once I open it, and that muse is that that's open, the things mm -hmm. come filtering, and I can't, I cannot control when it comes. I cannot. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's really amazing. Yeah. I was speaking to a musician and they, they, they said something similar. Wow. That it kind of comes like their their inspiration for a song kind of comes, like it just happens. It, and when that happens, they have to take themselves away because it won't go away. Exactly. <laughs> it won't. So now you're like like a, like a crazy person because mm -hmm. you're like, like this thing just keeps going. By. That, that's so Oh amazing. my gosh. Wow. It's, some, it's, it's a way to live, I tell you. <laughs> Oh, there's beauty in the madness. There's beauty in the madness. Um, within your process, is there anything that you kind of avoid doing 
Um, or is there something that you kind of rebel against? Like, is there like a pet peeve that you see in frequent work mm-hmm. that you're like, okay, character flaws, something that you just like, you know what? No, or even when you're actually coming into a character, let's say you've been given a role mm-hmm. that you know just says black woman, mm-hmm. and then is there something that you like say to yourself, no? I'm gonna approach it in a way that's slightly rebellious. Like nobody would ever think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Or, or you just a kind of person that said, no, that's not being authentic, or t- or anything like that. I um, it it of course depends. Uh, I. I definitely naturally rebel against saying and well, let's see. Unless there's dialect, right? If I'm doing August Wilson, I'm going to do August Wilson, right? Um, but if it's something, especially if it's contemporary, well, con- like, like you know, been written in the last two years, contemporary, um, like new work. Um, yeah. If it's a new work and someone has an idea of, of, of what I should sound like or approach, I'm going to re- I'm not going to, I'm not going to necessarily try to rebel against that, but I'm going to try to massage that. You know, mm, um, mm. I I definitely have a an aversion to when someone who is not black writes something in the way that they think a black woman would sound. I'm like, what is this? Because <laughs> um, because it often has nothing to do with the story. It's often it often mm. is is. It has nothing to do with where they're from. You know, my mm. family's from Indiana and and the South of of you know the, mm. the U.S. So. If if somebody's country or, some, or whatever, okay, cool. But if you're just laying mm. it on there and you don't know why it's there, that tells mm. me that you mm. aren't that you just are playing to a stereotype. You're lazy, really. You're, you're being lazy. <laughs> and I'm gonna rebel against. Exactly. I'm gonna rebel against laziness. <laughs> period. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um. And and I I guess like in terms of directing, I will say that I am not I don't beat over the head that I have diverse sex because I didn't even realize that it was a thing to promote that you do until like after I had already started doing it I was just putting women on set because I know women and because women exactly women be doing the damn thing you know what I'm saying like I wasn't I'm not doing it to make a statement um And so I think that what I rebel against in that way when it comes to directing is people trying to fit to fill a quota when I'm just like, have you met a black woman today? Because if you have, you know, you should have a whole set of them easily. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. you don't got no black producers. How have you? Do you know the black woman's work ethic? Are you kidding me? Like, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So um, that I, you know, that's just I consider it actually a superpower and a privilege to be able to be like, oh, that's natural to me. I, I'll, I won't ever, I will make it. I'll bring awareness to, but I'll never give somebody a pat on the back because they were able to get a diverse set. It's like, uh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to let you know. <laughs> exactly. Oh my days. Yeah. I mean, you can. You usually can tell, like, even on the finished product, that something has been forced yes. or something has just been thrown into there, so that at least they've kind of ticked the box. Yes. Whereas if it's like a whole natural 
selection type situation mm-hmm. it comes across and it, it's not like drummed into you that this is an old woman oh my gosh this is an old woman production this is a, for the black people this is for the Asians it's like <laughs> no it's just natural it just you happens. can see that yeah, in because life is like life that. is like that and life is go like ahead that. absolutely like, and it's it shouldn't be forced mm-hmm. on screen and it's yes anyway that's a whole other podcast that i'm gonna say stop forcing stuff stop forcing stop. stuff oh my gosh <laughs> um so let's talk about um your your projects actually mm-hmm. um specifically as a um as a director or a producer mm-hmm. Or even an actor in some of your in some of your works, how what how 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 do you kind of wear all those hats uh, and still keep your actual natural state safe? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and what's the most important thing that you kind of start each day with? Mm. That's a beautiful question, Greta, and. Um... So in all transparency, I was not practicing self-care for very many, for mid, very many. That's how, that's how many, so many mm. don't even make sense mm. for many, many years, uh, up until this mm. year, really, or, or I would say I started, I started last September when I started therapy, but, um, yeah. I really just was in the grind the hustle the go 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 um and even though there were parts of me that were falling apart at the seams internally i i prided i i i took pride and i identified too closely with what i do and not who i am and so i think that um one of the one of the things that i now bring to the table and I now can say is that it's important for artists to really get down to the bottom of who you are. I don't mean what you do. I just did this. I made a short film. I blah, 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 blah. I did it. No, no, no. Those are do, do, do. Who are you? What is your purpose? I want to act. That is what you do. what is your purpose and I think the reason why from speaking directly from experience people avoided other than not knowing where to start is that it doesn't it seems like well do I really want to take a whole year to figure out who I am when I can be doing things and and I don't want to get behind and we have this grind culture and social media etc so what I do now when I wake up in the morning and I'm not perfect at this by any means, but there's this book. Where is that book? Oh, it's in my room. Um, I'm in my brother's old room. He doesn't live here, but anyways. Um, so it's a book. It's uh, it's a purple book. I see it. Um, it's about manifestation. Two hundred manifestations. And so I like to open that. the The first half of the book is what do I feel. And it's on, it's their fear-based emotions, right? There's like a hundred of them, obviously. And then the second half, you read it, it's like choose your own adventure. And then after you do the manifestation, it says you get to choose three at the bottom. And it's like, what do I want to feel? And these are love-based and love-centered. And that's these kind of things and journaling and reflecting and gratitude and working out are the ways that I have been able to ground myself because it is a lot. And the way that I don't Mm -hmm. really, 
I don't really know that I'll ever be able to to um, separate. Uh, it's called oh, it's called Dear Universe. Look at that. It's on my whiteboard because I wrote it there when my friend first. Um, Dear Universe by Sarah Prowl is the name of the book. I tell you, I looked over and I saw it just bling. Anyway, um, for anyone that's looking for that for that manifestation book, but um, yeah, wearing those different hats is challenging, and I think that I I think that the key to it is to integrate it as they are all me and so the director me is still the actor me and that's what makes the director me strong because I understand the actors and the producer me mm -hmm. is also the director and the actor me and she the reason why mm -hmm. she leads so well is because when I shift to leading with that I'm only leading with that title the other titles don't go away so mm -hmm. I lead as a producer. Well, as a producer, I understand what directors feel. I understand what I understand that actors really mm -hmm. want their damn reel. Excuse me for saying that word. Dang reel. <laughs> they really want their reels. I understand that as an actor. Mm -hmm. So as a producer, you know, in post-production, I have to, I have a, a softer heart towards getting it done while well, I have to be like, I can't just give you my footage willy nilly, you know, at the same time, yeah. my actor heart understands and approaches it with a softness. Yeah. So I, I, I'm think now Yamoria 2020 going on to 2021 is, has an understanding that these are all parts of me and I don't have to switch hats. I just nudge forward and I lead with a different title, but the other parts of me are still yeah. there. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's really that's beautiful. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm I'm a one I'm a one man mm -hmm. show doing yes. this, and I'm 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 like halfway to having a panic attack. Yes, day. I can only imagine with you and like your you know your 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 um, mm -hmm. career and having to be an actor in this. Listen, if, if somebody came up to me and said, Greg, you now have to do this application, <laughs> like, uh, when? No. Well, I've learned, listen, it, it actually hurts me to say no because I've been such a people pleaser. Yes, I'm a Libra. Um, yeah. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Um, it, it aches to say no, but I know that it's better for my soul when I when I give those boundaries. Yeah. So I'm I'm a, I'm a pra I'm practicing. I'm learning that um, because I think that all of the mental wear and tear that I experienced top of this year was a result of saying yes to everything, having no boundaries and almost just other than my career, anything else, just I let life happen to me. My career is where I control yeah. things, but I wasn't in control of myself, you know? So, um, make sure you practice that self-care. I know that it is, it's very challenging. It's very challenging. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it, it it's very simple for, for creatives to kind of be taken oh advantage God, yeah. of and for us to kind of take advantage of ourselves mm -hmm. as well because we are people pleasers and we are fixers. Mm -hmm. You see a problem and creatively you're like, mm, technically you can do it that way, <laughs> doing it that way. And other people who see that and they'll be like, This person knows it. and they'll continuously come to you asking yes. for advice, asking for this. And because you don't want to disappoint and you know, it, to you it's so easy like why are you not thinking about it but then you have to have yes. that balance and you're so right yes. taking that time is so important mm. um do you think it's do you think it's harder to kind of start out 
or is it harder to keep it going? Mm. I have never been asked that question a day in my life. Um, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Okay. Um, I think it's harder to keep it going. Uh, they, and I, and I, and I think this is supported even by people who procrastinate and don't start. They don't, my thought is, you know, I'm no psychologist, but my thought is people, you know, the fear, uh, uh, the quote from Miriam, um, Williamson, your fear is not that you are an inadequate, but that you are powerful uh, beyond measure. That was made very popular by Nelson Mandela. That I kind of never really understood that until quarantine and just sitting and being and working out and being like, you are actually afraid to start because if you do, whether it sinks or swims, it's in your hands. And you don't want to admit that you are in fact the creator of this, literally, but also of your reality and that you are that powerful and that being that powerful is scary because it means that to have that power comes great responsibility. So it means you must sacrifice to maintain that. And that is why I think that keeping it going is scare is harder and i think that the i mm-hmm. that people even if it's subconsciously the reason why they don't start mm-hmm. is because they know they'll have to keep it going mm. yeah i i yeah i think okay. it, i think it's that it's like if i start well what if i don't mm-hmm. da, 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 da. if you fail you know yeah. that you only failed because you didn't keep going there's there's yeah. there's a I, I tripped, there was a failure, but that was a lesson yeah. versus failing. That's when you just have the, you you don't take the lesson and you just stop. <laughs> you just yeah fall. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I've been burned mm-hmm. before. So exactly. Do it. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Hey, we're getting deep <laughs> in this <thing. laughs> Oh, dear. <laughs> I'm crazy by the way. Me too. I'm having fun. I'm having fun with you. Yeah. Thank you. I like that. I like it. Yeah. You're you're cool people actually. Anyway. (laughs) In um the moments you found like, okay, this is not Mm -hmm. working. Um what like what how have you dealt with those those moments? You know? Like you've just spoke right now about how it's the fear of actually, you know, of of your Mm -hmm. greatness. And and the, and the going through and pushing through all of those barriers and like and that mm-hmm. go 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 that's what's hard. But you know, within that, you do get moments where you've done everything and it worked the last time, but this time around, it's just mm-hmm. not. You know, the eggs aren't lining up, and you're not you're not even making good mm-hmm. eggs at this point. It's just all rotten. You know what I mean? And you're just like, oh, mm-hmm. what's the point? But how how do you kind of get over that hurdle? <sighs> that brings tears to my eyes because I, and I've said this in interviews before, but I think because of where I am with Love My Rumi now, I have a a clearer hindsight. Like I have true hindsight or almost complete hindsight. Mm. And there were just so many lonely, long, I mean, thousands of days. Yeah, if I've been working on the project four years, yes, thousands of days 
you know, or at least a thousand days of loneliness. Ooh, that's a book title. I need to write that down somewhere. Hold on real quick. <laughs> you see how it works? Yeah. You see how it works? Damn. You see how it works? <laughs> what? Yes, there were. And oh my God, that is deep. Okay, hold on. Um, so so I I overcoming that um has been has been very challenging. Um Jesus, I lost my train of thought with that. Can you, you said the battles are hurdles that that I need to, to conquer? Yeah. Um yeah. the battle is the battle is inside and feeling like no one cares, et cetera, et cetera. And there are many times where that's supported by what you see, by the way. But I, yeah. I heard something yeah. a couple of days ago, and I can't even remember where I heard it, to be honest, but I think it's from this woman, AC Brown. Um, but but she I think it was her, and, and she was saying that the brain is can really our brains are wired for survival to the negative, right? And so you might only have three haters. But you're like, I got all these haters. <laughs> you have 97 people cheering you on. You got three little bored haters. And you're like, I got all these haters. All these people don't support me. It's like, there's three people. <laughs> Literally. There are three people. <laughs> and you have given those three people so much power. One of the One of the biggest hurdles has been that for me not being distracted by feeling like no one cares and being like you yamoria must dig within and care and the and the hurdles have been the 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 long nights the long days one of the biggest um you asked me about a lesson though didn't you i feel like there's something about the question i'm not answering yeah can you repeat that yeah. Yeah, like, do, do you have, like, a lesson that you kind of have, like, had yes. to go through? But it's now got, like, that positive oh, yes. outcome through it. Ooh, girl. Last year, <laughs> let me tell I cannot, ooh, I still need healing from this, okay? Last year, <laughs> I could not find an editor for this series. It was wild. Yeah. In 2007, 2016, when I had the digital shorts version of Love My Rumi, which is the original fun version, like fun, quirky version. And then when I started the reboot mm. version, which is what's going to come out, you know, this year, when I, yeah. I kid you not, I edited those two, 2016, 2017, 2018, the stuff that went in the festivals in 2018, I was editing that. When 2019 arrived and I knew I needed to outsource an editor, especially since I started working for, as a senior video producer for the publication Madame Noir. So I was busy starting at May of last year. I mean, I had never been that busy in my life at work. And yet I could not, it wasn't with, a, and I was trying to pay people, but people just did not, it was it was very lazy, very slow. One woman, a yeah. woman. I don't. I I hope she's okay. But I'm telling you, this and I listen. We met at a cafe in Brooklyn. I see it now. We were hanging out for a few hours. She, I, I transferred my footage to her. She took it, followed up once. I to this day have never heard from her again. She had, she was supposed to edit it. And so all of last year, I was struggling to find an editor and all of last year, all of last year. And, um, 
then this year and then end of last year I found some people and I found and then I have I'm working with two different teams and I kid you not there's no better year for the series to come out and I wanted to, it to come out yes. in 2018. I wanted it to come out in 2019. Mm. I wanted I wanted it to be edited in 2018 mm. and in 2019. There is no better time than now. And so the lesson I learned is yes. to trust. If you are encountering that much resistance, it is not time, mm. period. It there is flow. You have to when you're encountering that much resistance. I think the answer is to step back, get out of your own way, assess, and say, mm. okay, okay. And so what I ended up doing last year, what did happen is not well, not easily, but with flow is I was working my senior video producer job and a part-time job at a theater at a theater in New York, mm. uh, stacking money so I could pay off my crew because we went back and we really didn't finish shooting the series until July 2019. So I, I was able, I was working mm. 30, 40 days in a row. It was pretty, it was pretty intense um, to pay people mm. off that, but I was able to do it. I was paying off my debt, my personal life debt because of my, you know, finally able to get my credit and check. There were things that were in flow. Let my roomie just it, mm. shooting it happened easily. Okay. But, but editing mm. it, th mm. that just wasn't the year. It just wasn't the year. Yeah. Proud breath. 12. Like, like yes. An elephant. Yeah. Years. years. <laughs> but it, it Years. Nice. So let's talk mm -hmm. about Love My Roomie a little bit. Like, um, and again, coming out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I've already, I've, I've seen some bits. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I got yeah. a piece of Ha. Yes. yes. Lol. <laughs> She's got, got people. <laughs> she got did. <laughs> but like, yeah, like, I personally, like, you already mm. know what, what I feel about it. I'm excited. Oh. I'm very excited. But yeah, let the let the listeners know. Like, yes, Love My Roomie comes out on Wednesday, December second at six p.m. PST, nine p.m. EST on Amazon Prime Video. I am so excited. Love My Roomie is actually a um, it's a reboot of the original version of the of the series, which is called Love My Roomie Digital Shorts, Digital Sketch Shorts, uh, which came out in two thousand sixteen. And so this reboot is actually being released on the day, December 2nd, that we wrapped the original version of the series uh, back in 2016 when it was just like a little web series kind of sketch show. Uh, but this full episodic series actually takes place in one day within like 36 hours. And it follows three roommates, Giselle, Umariah, and Yasmin. They're social, um, they're women who you would call social late bloomers. I don't really like that phrase anymore, but they are women who haven't had all the opportunities to explore life, maybe like a lot of their counterparts. And so they're on the cusp of self-discovery. They're navigating life when they've been um, presented with some really, really tough stakes about what is going to happen next with their adulthood. You'll understand when you watch the first episode. And they're really trying to handle their unspoken struggles with sexuality, uh, family, and mental wellness, um, mental health challenges that are coming their way. And this all happens in 30, 32, 36 hours. So this series is quite a ride. Again, it comes out December 2nd. 
at 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST on Amazon Prime Video, y'all. Very, very excited. And I look forward to hearing back um, from how the series has impacted everyone. I wasn't expecting you to like show, like give me like, you know, a, um, a chance to see the pilot or anything like that. So when I watched it, I just remember just thinking to myself, wait a minute, <laughs> why is it so short? How can I message it to just like say, let me see all without sounding like you know greedy? It is. <laughs> I was like, no, let me not do that. Let me wait. Well, and, and here's an. It's true. <laughs> but here's another fun fact because I didn't send you the second episode, right? You only saw the pilot. Okay. Um, yeah, they the pilot, yeah. so every the over the entire season, right? Which is it's uh, there mm-hmm. the. The season was shot in 2017, 2018, and 2019. Mm. So this is three years worth of filming. I mean, I do have to give it up to the actors oh. for they, the leads coming back. Oh. Like we, I mean, three years to shoot one series. And it's not that it was just mm. like, this is not including the post-production process, but the pilot the reason why it's so short yeah. um, is that it was actually a part of that original 40 minute pilot that I wanted to mm. pitch and that went into went through this festival circuit cut it down to like 20 festivals but yeah, yeah so and as as I began to rewrite and restructure the series that part became like oh well this is just the beginning and you know so a lot of stuff got mm. got moved and put, like changed together I love that about film by the way I mean magic you can do in post production yeah. is amazing I've rewritten this story like a million times it's trickery yeah. at all. It is. Trickery. <laughs> but you can't tell. As much as, you know, like, I know, like, because 2020 yes. felt like it's been 50 years, but, like, in 2018, 17, and 19 feel like, you know, a millennial ago. You, you, you can't tell. And I know, okay, what? It's like two, maybe three yeah, minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pilot? Maybe longer? No, it's about three it minutes. Like You're right. Minutes, You're right. I have to say. When, when it's more of a teaser, like, yeah. Replay. I didn't know what. But like um, you 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 get mm-hmm. a lot in it. You and a lot of emotions mm-hmm. are like conjured up, and then also mm-hmm. I get so many questions from just that that three minutes. Like, and if you don't get a sense of this is a time stamp piece, mm-hmm. you know. Sometimes you watch something. Mm-hmm. Let's take Friends for instance. You watch Friends, and it feels like it's a show mm-hmm. that was made in the nineties when everything was good, and we, we all believed being in our twenties was great. <laughs> Whereas with this one, with the pilot, for me personally, it's just somebody who, like you know, who was just given the link, and I just watched it. My first instance was like, "Wow, okay, I kind of get a sense of there's a lot more that I want to know about these ladies, just because of mm-hmm. the whole how it all starts and the and the actual storyline with yes. the piece." But then at the same time, I love how you know. Oh, I don't want to give away a lot, but like they're in their natural day. Oh, yes. Woman's natural state. Like, I love that you morning. appreciate that. Like, you're black, you know exactly know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Your hair is not laid. Them edges are not laid. Taking me out. And, and to have, yeah, and to have that as the pilot, it kind of gives mm-hmm. you an idea of exactly mm-hmm. what you're going to get. And it's no holds barred. And I appreciate that personally from just my own personal um, mm-hmm. standpoint 
what made you kind of decide to go down that direction? Why not yeah. have a glamorous? Because I, I guess you could have still got the same kind of right, kind right. Of, if their yeah. edges were laid and and wavy, um, yeah. <laughs> well, oh goodness, yeah. yeah. Part of the well, here's here's really the the leading reason why the tagline. Okay, now here's something that's like a going send chills, chills, sends chills down my spine. The tagline for the series is "What's Behind Your Mask." That was created in 2016. Mm. What's mm. behind your mask? Wow. That lands mm. so differently in 2020. Mm. Okay, but I, that's why I'm telling you when I said like, <laughs> yeah, I was like Hopefully this series. It was supposed to happen this year. I don't know what else to say, you know? Mm, um, mm. But really, it's that. They're stripped down. Stripped down. Who are mm. they? It's messy. You know, you've got three It's messy. It's messy. And it's going to be messy through the end. And, and you know, I'm ready for people to be like, that's it? And I'm going to be like, uh, to donate for season two, you can click on this link. <laughs> You know, it, I know where the, yes. I know where the series is is yes. going. Um, it it's but you know, when you're independent, you get it. When we're independent, we we film what we can. Uh, but it is it's very it it gets messy. It gets messy, and and uh, part of that though was not trying to force us to be anything than just what the heck we are. Like it was kind of like that moment where they say, you know, you just get home and you take off your bra and you just it's like that. Like let's just. You wearing your scarf, you were, you know, this is how yeah. we look. And I'm sure the actresses appreciated it from an actor yeah. standpoint because you're just like, okay, well, I'm not a scarf. <laughs> exactly. And cuts down on like makeup time. Yeah. Like, and they have their moments. Like, they get, they do get glam, but it's, it's in real time. You know, you lay your hair yeah. down until it's time to go out. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That, that just doesn't happen. I need to let people know men women and children that don't understand you don't just wake up one day no. and you got that swoosh that, that's like, oh you disconnected a little bit <laughs> oh i was just saying like i can't even yes. like, do this swoosh yeah it's just it's tragic you should see me in front of a mirror it's absolutely tragic like wow i doing a disservice to all black women well my sister <laughs> be doing my hair so it's okay <laughs> it's not me my little sister oh. Nice, yeah, nice. Oh, wow. She, she, she's a little doing your. No, I'm the other way around. I get my older <laughs> to do everything for me, but you know, that's how I roll. What can I say? <laughs> um, so in like, as you are, you're an actress mm -hmm. in Love My Roomie. You are a writer for Love My Roomie. You're a producer mm -hmm. and director. I, yeah. <laughs> um, plus, also, you're collaborating with other um, directors, probably the cinematographer. Is there a cinematographer mm -hmm. in yes. te television? <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, look at me. I'm like a professional. I know the energies. I'm getting there. <sighs> um, you got the other actresses and like. And all of that. So it's a lot mm -hmm. of, it's a big ball of collaboration, mm -hmm. isn't it? Um how did you Ooh, find the that? team? Uh yeah. 
And how did you that? How did you keep everybody uh, on a coherent path? Like everybody safe, everybody. Obviously, there's days mm-hmm. where it, it's not going to be like that because mm-hmm. you know we're human at the end of the day. But on something that has mm-hmm. been like what mm-hmm. three, four years in the making, how do you? And you said your actresses mm-hmm. and, and everybody kept coming back. So how 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 did you it is it really is. Um, I will say speak to quickly to the coming back was because the set itself. I made sure that I created a safe space and that it was fun and it was joyful. And that was established when we filmed in 2017. Because what I also wanna say about 2017 is our our first set of three days of filming, we did not wrap filming. I sat there on the couch on set, which was in 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 a brownstone apartment. And I'm like, we're not gonna finish. Mm. I sent some people home. I looked at, I stared at my script. I stared out in space and I was like, I'm going to book this Airbnb again. And I sat there on my, I think the next day. Mm. Yeah. I, that night, actually, after we wrapped, I, I booked the Airbnb. I got everyone's availability on set, mm. <laughs> booked the Airbnb the next night and was like, <laughs> we're set. And then we filmed a month later. Mm. There, the total mm. film days for Love My Roomie is, are 17 over the course of, again, three years. Okay. Yes. Really? How many? Yeah. You need to teach me how you plan. <laughs> no, honestly, like I know. I I, I, I do. I I'm do need. Joking. I'm working on that. I'm working on that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm working on that. I'm working on that. Um. But yeah, it was. It was. I think the biggest thing that was establishing that environment, let people come back. I did transition cinematographers in mm. the series. So uh, mm. 2018, I, I started with a new cinematographer who saw the series through to the end of filming in 2019. Mm. Um, but really those that relationship mm-hmm. with my first DP cinematographer was from when Expulsion got filmed. So it was, the original director for Expulsion, she knew him and then I brought him mm-hmm. in. Obviously he already filmed, so he naturally became, you know, moved towards Love My Roomie. It was a natural segue, very natural um, way of, of networking. Mm-hmm. And I also, you know, I started going out to, when I realized that like, cause I was in grad school for three years in New York. So when I got out of the grad school bubble and realized that there was a whole industry within the industry of just people creating web series, then I started to go and network and mm-hmm. meet people. And not only did, not only is my network built up of people that work on the set, it is also people around me who are also creators who we uphold and we, and producers, and we uphold and encourage one another. Um, so that, that I should also say is, has been really mm-hmm. important for me to stay sane is having people who understand what it's like to be wearing all these hats. Um, but my team continued to just mm-hmm. build. Let me tell you, the, the date was June, eh, I wanna say June 29th, <laughs> 2019. I'm stick with for dates. Mm-hmm. And it was Pride and Pride NYC. And we mm-hmm. made the, I mean, I think it was actually, it was a great, it was a great double booking mistake, but we, we booked filming that day. And so we ended up being able to pull extras into the mix that they signed waivers, which was really cool. Cause everyone was out partying. Um, but we had on that day, like 60 people on set. Yeah. 
that includes the crew and all of these background actors because it was a party scene and the the way that i was able to do that is mm -hmm. to continue i continued to market the series and and really just massage the series and stay committed to it and it kept it was a gift that kept on giving so that even though the series itself had not come out people had heard of it they knew it was in the festival circuit and it i was able to build the rapport that way and that's how i was able to continue to build my team it was about people for me it's about the people and the people together yeah. you you bring your energy in together and you create a prod a product you're all that creative energy bubbles and percolates and da -da -da -da, and boom you have a beautiful pro a product you know but i would meet mm. people on sets and be like oh da -da -da. like mm. it was literally very natural i and for me with actors a lot of times i'll see somebody and i'm like i want to write something for you the, for love my roomie i would not cast people in the role they audition for and be like i'm gonna write something different for you even if it was five minute bit I'd be like, I want you on my set mm. though. I like your energy. Mm. Mm. While you're not right for this role, let's just find something for you to do here. <laughs> mm. You know? Mm. Nice. Um, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's really awesome. Um, you, sp you spoke um, about how mm. you, know, you, you had to rebook your Airbnb and then you 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 kind of had a certain mm. moment with pride. Um, so obviously because visual film music videos etc <laughs> so long as it's on tape it's there for life it embarrass you when you're like older but it can be actually a source of inspiration when you're older as well i digress um <laughs> but like um location is very important obviously in your in your in your industry location like this has to be in this vibe for it to be authentic or is it kind of like a case of well you know the beauty of the magic of mm. of, of, of television mm -hmm. of film you can just create it and they will know if you're not <laughs> wiser and especially now with like mm -hmm. you know the computer thingies and they do all the the, 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 the boot and <laughs> next thing you know people are blue and they've got tails journey <laughs> like <laughs> is it how 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 do you go about location mm -hmm. your work? uh great question so originally i prob no i knew better i think because of my screenwriting courses and all the writing courses i had in grad school um i knew that mm. whatever you wherever you said it you're to assume that's where we're going to film it so if i put it in the library either you're going to create a library or you gonna go try to film in a library. Um, but I begin but I did begin to learn by the time I filmed last year, I had be begun to master um writing for location in mind and also not being so stuck on wanting it to be high, like you know. Netflix quality in terms of all the locations and stuff and realizing this is your budget. How can we make this happen all in mm. one place? We change locations a lot it, while filming. There, there, if we ran out of time mm. or we were losing sun, there's one particular day, which was day mm. 16. It was the final shoot day, day 17 then. We were losing sun. Mm. And so some, some scenes had to be filmed in the morning just because you just had to. 
But one scene, we were losing sun and we're thinking about continuity. So my script supervisor is both looking at, well, we shot this at this time and yesterday, and these are supposed to be happening at the same time. And we're looking at all these continuity things. And so it became like, okay, we're losing sun. Mm. We, we do need this dialogue to happen in order for the story to make sense. So let's move to the next location and start mm. this dialogue there. Let's move moving instead of being like, well, it says that I have to say these words outside of a park, you know, instead of that, keep it moving. And just, <laughs> yeah, you know, just say, okay, well, the park is about to be sunset and we got to get to the other location. So we, we can't say these words at the park. We got to say these words outside of the bar. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or like, it was yeah. that kind of thing. So exactly. I, I will say Lucy Goosey, I but I learned that as I went. I I was I was definitely much more of a stickler to location, definitely much more of a stickler to what I thought and what I thought things should be. And then I started opening it up. Like when we shot in 2018, I shot when I after right after Newark, when I started writing again for the series, I was like, we're gonna shoot this in my apartment. I had a nice apartment at the time in Brooklyn. So we're gonna shoot this here. We're gonna shoot this entire scene, you know, episode, whatever, here. And so I began to find ways to cut yeah. budget and to get creative with with where I shot. But it took time. It really did take time. And it took going to the film festivals and yeah. seeing how in these I went to ABFF American Black Film Festival in 2018. That was such a great year, 2018. Mm -hmm. Um it really it was such a it was a great year. Oh, but um so I went to that festival and I I saw all these short films. These short films shot internationally, mm. shot in one location or a couple, very creative, people shooting outside a lot because you can get away with a lot more without having to book locations, et cetera. So you can cut budget and still get your thing. I started seeing what people were doing on a budget and I it changed me as a filmmaker, those experiences. And that's how I started loosening mm -hmm. up. I started loosening up. You know, listening up my grip on the idea and being like, okay, this yeah. story needs to be told. How can we tell this story? Mm -hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, in terms of being an indie um, filmmaker, um, is it different, um, you know, doing mm -hmm. film or TV? Um, and also... Mm -hmm. In terms of technology now, I know in other parts of create of the creative sector, it, it, it it's really helped. Like I read somewhere where they were saying like artists are now taking mm -hmm. ownership of their work because they can now hashtag. Um, it's sort of like you know signing your name before the app mm -hmm. basically you know slime mm -hmm. on them and just take all the money. And I was like, oh, I never thought of it that way. Um, obviously musicians can now kind of bypass the whole signing a deal with the label houses and being mm -hmm. you know, basically mm -hmm. put into slavery for the rest of their lives um, it, film indie films are, there's usually like whenever you watch like the Oscars <laughs> you know the prep between to, to the Oscars all these independent film critics come up and they're like basically just saying oh well you know this bureaucracy blah 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 um, is there a certain element of the freedoms that other artists in the different sectors also mm -hmm. feel within independent filmmaking? Or is it a lot harder because obviously to get 
a, a nice mm-hmm. Netflix type budget would be lovely but then right. you're, yeah. are you signing your life away mm-hmm. <laughs> with with that with that big budget do you lose a lot of that authenticity do you lose a lot of your mm-hmm. own personal creative confidence because mm-hmm. you're now having to talk to all these bosses um yeah talk talk to us about being an independent and yeah um being independent you're so good i love it um really you really are you really are <laughs> listen I, I i'm gonna cut that bit out right and i'm gonna <laughs> literally just play that and it's got it's that i'm like yes i love it approval say something haters to all the three haters oh my god three haters um oh my gosh so oh that that tickles me uh what was the question (laughs) yes oh it's harder independently yeah um as an independent filmmaker yeah and you wear so many hats oh gosh oh my goodness Oh my goodness. The hats. Um it's hard. But I have been blessed to work on with things with budgets that are that surpass my own. Um I have been blessed to work corporate doing what I do. Uh and I can now say that being fully independent is what I enjoy. Now, that is not to say that Netflix, y'all need to direct the Holly at your girl. Um, but, but that is to say that the agency of telling this story. And, and I want to say something to people. Independents are a lot. We, I'm, I'm observing people. I'm observing people grow in real time. Right? Independent. They're growing on the ground. They are growing by doing and watching it down like you would a sport and and changing their play right like you would a sport. And I have to say the independent filmmakers, I think in 20 years max are going to, I mean, really, honestly, the, with the way that things are accelerating this year, I'm a whole that. I'm going to say maybe even in two, two to five years, but you're going to see a change in the execution of how things are in this industry because independent filmmakers understand what you can do with the less, with less budget. We understand how you creative and we understand the importance of kind of taking away all of the soupness of it and all of the, this is the way things have been done of it. And we understand how to create family and joy that and we understand that how to mm. cultivate a space that is also good for a creative's mental health because a lot of times you'll do some you might do something that you know looks mm. better on the resume but where your health is being completely com- compromised you know so i i, I do want to speak to that mm. and i do think that making independent content is very challenging i mean i self-fund love my room like 98 per really 99 percent of it is self fund uh which is also why it's mm. taken so long in some yeah. in some respects um so yeah that's challenging mm. to work and to see other people vacation and whoop de woo and i'm putting all my money towards a show <laughs> you know that that is challenging but it's also yeah. rewarding because yeah. i've been able to master the balance between love my roomie and yamoria and the separation 
between the two. They, they, there was a point where Yamoria was love my roomie, and I would say that, and that's now I'm like, sis, you was lost. You were not love my roomie. You were Yamoria, right? Love my roomie is love my room. <laughs> um, so yeah. yeah, it's definitely challenging, but I think that the reward might be greater. Yeah, to do the who create their. Nice. Yeah, you're creating. Yeah. You're creating your own. 100%. I mean. It's challenging, yeah. but it's it's worth it. Yeah. I would say to any creative who's even someone if they've worked in, you know, they might work for a, a huge production studio, or whatever. You know, it's worth it to to explore things on your own, especially looking at the way things are this year and trajectory next year and all of the unknowns. Mm-hmm. You tapping into yourself as the creative source and being able to express that and not rely on someone else to hire you mm-hmm. to do it and hire you to quote make it. That's the magic, is when you can make it on your own. Holla, didn't mean to say that, but that's a word. <laughs> um, <laughs> Love My Roomie is a story that centers around three women living in New York, sharing a flat, and there's mm-hmm. like the, the ins and outs that go on with that. Now we've all kind of had that whole living in New York, or living in the city, and you're with your friends and whatever that happens within that dynamic so someone could say well it's been done before do you know what i mean um and a lot of people are saying that about everything to be fair music painting it's like well yeah duh (laughs) like (laughs) you kind of see like people get inspiration from what they see and then they just like tweak certain things so in that in that sentiment of it's been done before like how are you kind of disproving that like your your baby is different because head scarves fill in the blank <laughs> yeah because their hair is wrapped right their hair is wrapped half the show because because it's not yeah, yeah because they're you know their hair is wrapped like they don't you, have you the best don't clothes necessarily they're wearing some of the same things in one scene and the next um (laughs) and it's 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 very stripped down it's very stripped down i also think that um what makes it different is that me as the writer i'm not looking to say that they need to work it out with each other i'm looking to explore them working it out with themselves Mm. Yeah. I'm not interested Ooh, so much so in do they make it yeah. as friends? Dun, dun, dun. I'm more interested in can they work it out with themselves while being able to build authentic friendships? But can they ultimately look themselves in the mirror, you know, at the end of the day and say, job well done today? You know, so it's that, but mainly the headscarves. <laughs> Yeah, the, no, listen, that touched me. When I saw that, I was like, do you know what? This is a me type of situation. I look like that. Ever since, since March 26th, when the UK government decided to put us all under this fucking lock and key, that's been my natural state. I have not. It, listen, I may go into the shower, but I'm putting on those clothes again. Until my mom goes, did you even change your underwear? I'm like, yeah, sure, okay. All right. I need to change my clothes. Like, that's the only way you're going to find me. 
it's true it's true and I, I'm gonna keep screaming I appreciate that because it's authentic and it's real and you know yes I do love to see an mm-hmm. image of the black woman who's like you know that neo video Miss Independent and she's looking boss <laughs> But listen, even when I'm going to work, I don't look that good because I'm waking up at 5 a.m. in the morning. No, it's not. It's real. It's real. It's real. And and they and you know what? These women, they f up. Like they all f up one way or another. And you're just like, all y'all are. But that's what we do as humans. You know, they're humans. And they're they're not perfect, so I'm excited to see how the audience, yeah. who the audience resonates with. Um, I've I've actually played, you know, an antagonist in in a series, and it was it was interesting because I really because of the way I approach my character, I really liked her. <laughs> so when people yeah. were coming for people love to come from her for her though <laughs> and it was just it was it was i made i let it be fun um but yeah. it was it was it's very interesting so I, that prepared me for mm-hmm. you know there's so many versions of the product there's what you release and then there's what the audience receives <laughs> you know like you you resonated yeah. with the head yeah. scars you're like exactly. oh it's the head scars for me i sold <laughs> The head stuff here then it's it's look at what, what impresses me. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> <The headscarf. laughs> um with that though, like um people resonating with certain characters, what are you looking forward to other than like how people receive it? I mean, it's been a few years in yeah. making. I mean it's gonna be on Amazon Prime. It's a big deal. Yeah, you're my first press. Thank you for your I don't know what order things will come out, it. but you're the first. Yeah, exactly. you're the first press I've had on this Say on what? this announcement. So, holla. <laughs> holla. Mama made it. Um, you said what am I looking forward to? I am like, I don't know what's yeah. going to happen to my body. The day because at this very moment, there's still some post-production happening. But the day that it's done, I have no idea what's going to happen to my body. Like, in a positive way. Like, I don't know if I, like, I'm looking forward to that yeah. experience. Um, I'm really looking forward to that experience of just the full uh, release of it. Um I oh I'm looking forward to that and not in a I just yeah. I just am so curious what that must feel like. Um, I am looking from an audience perspective. I am looking yeah. forward to engaging with the audience and and really creating some sub content and conversations around it because the series, you know, one thing I didn't touch on is that it really does touch on mental health, and so um, I'm curious to see what conversations yeah. it, it ignites and what ways the culture of the series in terms of like what the women in their world think is okay other people are like we got to do better i'm curious about those conversations that it sparks um and i am am hopeful that it will spark conversations and reflections that are fruitful you know 100 percent. um do you have a like any do you, or do actually do you remember any advice you were given that wasn't anything to do with creativity but 
has actually come to be very yes. important um a really good friend of mine uh told me top of this year that and i'm paraphrasing what he said but he said your your life should the what you do career wise or the excellence in your life should be reflected in all aspects of your of your life in other words as excellent of a producer and a filmmaker you are Imoria, and an actor as you are that should be balanced or you know you should have that reflected let's not even go for the balance talk but reflected that level of excellence should be reflected in your personal life. You should always be, you're not, you're not saying you're going to achieve it, but you should always be moving towards that. And the reason why that changed me is because I began to channel the energy that I put into Love My Rumi into myself physically, working out the wherewithal to complete Love My Rumi and, and finish it and the dedication. I took that and I started converting that into myself. And, but the key is, I never lost as much as I might have feared. I never lost a moment with the creativity. The creativity only grew. I, for the labyrinth and uh, theater intensive that I had back in August, um, I was able to write. Uh, actually, I overwrote. We weren't supposed to write like ten pages. I wrote a twenty-page play in like three days for, for four actors I met only two days prior. You know, but. but the point of that though is that that didn't wow. come from sacrificing my personal and mental health it came i was able to channel and have energy to do that because i mm. have given attention to myself and that is the greatest piece of advice i have had when it comes to how my building a life that a life that you're proud of not just a career yeah mm yeah nice okay. great um last few questions um what would you tell your younger self and when it's all said and done yes you did you, you, you did you did <laughs> did i say that how'd you say that <laughs> <laughs> i was panicking my heart was beating i'm not even gonna lie your jesus <laughs> mm. But what would you say is like your, your Moria's um legacy? What like when you know when mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then I'll do in like in the life off. Wow. Um I'll do what people talk What about I would you. say to my younger self is Oh goodness. I talk to her sometimes now. I would I would say to her It's okay. You are different you are unique but that is not a mistake that is by design and that is perfect as it is i would tell her that um because i spent many many years i'm 33 so even now um healing I'm healing and, and reworking and rewiring the programming that being different is or unique is not enough or somehow requires like those little things you think you got it you're like I'm good being a weirdo but that trauma that you had when you were picked on on the playground if you don't address it it's just chilling 
<laughs> you know, the trauma is chilling. So it's those kinds of things I would I would tell her. Um, legacy. Yeah. I, on this day, believe that I want to be remembered and seen and leave a path for others to know that you yeah that i think the same thing you're 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 here for a reason and you deserve to take the time and to claim the time to explore what that reason is i think that i would want my life and i want my life to reflect and to be one of exploring an exploration why what is going on why am i why am i here and, and today i feel i'm here for this but then you know exploring and i want people to see my life and feel freed to feel to feel like by the way that i've lived yeah. i'm i'm modeling the um looking for this i'm modeling them taking permission and having permission to explore and live a full life and what and a full life for them what that feels for them yeah that's really vague but i i think that that's that's where i'm at right now mhm mhm no i like it I mean, like you said, you're only 33. Right. I bet you, if I was saying yes. you at 43, you'd be telling me, like, great. <laughs> I was saying back then. Listen, exactly. I'm really excited. So, you know, as you, <laughs> as you, as you grow, yeah. you, you mature, but you also, like, something stay true mm-hmm. to you and some things, you know. So, yeah. yeah. It's good to leave things vague, I say. Yeah. Keep them coming it. back for more. You can find it on Amazon Prime and you can follow Love My Roomie on Instagram which is the most active page it's just at Love My Roomie same handle for Twitter Facebook you'll just type hashtag like the hashtag symbol Love My Roomie and you can find us on Facebook as well and that will be have up to date announcements about the series and the time of release etc me you can find me on Instagram at Ms right on time that's M S the last name right w r i g h t and then literally the words on time uh and it's the same on twitter as well um yeah and thank you all for tuning in nice. please be encouraged this has been a year and don't let what's happening around you seep into what's happening inside of you those are my words please follow us on instagram at Masabund Podcast. We'd love to hear what you think of the show.